Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Just the start of the weekend. Well, we're on the cusp of it anyway. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour, and we are ably assisted once again, as we usually are of a Friday, by getting the opportunity, really, to work with our producer, bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you doing? Doing today? very well. <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, stop, and, stop, stop. Oh, is that for yourself? That's okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> I no, so what's, what's the big celebration about? There, uh, really? Seahawks fans, sorry. <laughs> First half, oh, I only caught a glimpse of it here because I'm in a different region, and so we only get to see what we see on television. We don't get the whole sports package on cable. And uh, first half looking good, and then I don't know what happened after they came back from the locker room at halftime. Second half, <laughs> but it still works. I don't care. It's game one. No big deal. We got a couple things to iron out. We got a couple players on uh, injured reserve now, unfortunately. So we got to still protect our quarterback. But I still think we're going for the Mariners right now. They're only a game and a half back of the AL West yeah. in the hunt for a wild card still with Houston and with Texas. But go Mariners. See us rise. Let's do this. Let's go. I love that enthusiasm. That's been a sort of dream. You know, I pull it out of the harbor to scrape the barnacles off it every now and again, just to look at it a little bit. The thought <laughs> of the Mariners finally making it to the World Series. I just thought, you know, back when they won 116 games that year, I'm still not over it. Uh, yeah. going, How could that have happened? There, and with the unbelievable lineup they had, but you never know. Sometimes it's when you bring a team that is relatively weak statistically, they become the Cinderella team. And we're going to talk to a gentleman who knows a lot about that from uh, going back about 15 years ago, a big St. Louis Cardinals fan. There are some teams you just never count out. You just, you know, they'll have their bad years, yes, but you never count them out because all of a sudden up jumps the devil and everything is topsy-turvy in the world of sports. So we'll get into that. But you know what? Our main focus today, Suzanne, there, even though some people treat sports as a religion or form of spiritual practice, there uh, we're talking about the real deal, the serious business of taking one's spirituality to the next level and the influences we allow into our lives. And for that, we are bringing with us Joe Rombolo today. He's a former bass player and band leader of the rhythm and blues rock and soul horn band, The Spirit of St. Louis. After moving into the business end of the music industry, he toured with the Moody Blues and the band Chicago. He was the owner-operator of Rombolo's Deli, an Italian specialty store in St. Louis, Missouri, a former radio talk show host, and is now a licensed Medicare insurance broker. Joe Rombolo, we have uh, so looking forward to bringing you on with us. We, Even though you have been involved in music and food and all things interesting health-wise, we still think of you as our metaphysical guy, and you can be all those things in one big package. And we are going to be talking to you about metaphysical spirituality today. So welcome to Manson Mitchell, Joe. 
Well, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, this might be the 19th or 20th time. I didn't look it up, but I can do that on the break. Yep. You know, I think I think it is. I think the last time was the 19th. There was a large gap in there. All right. But, but here, we, here we are again. This might be number 20. And I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. The last time we talked to you about your food business in St. Louis and about uh, all things St. Louis, it was something that we hadn't done to any great extent because we uh, met you in Las Vegas and we knew you as a performer. But our all of our conversations have been of the metaphysical variety. And in uh, you and Gary talking about today, and Gary and I talking about today's show, I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation about groups and organizations and spirituality and where that takes us. If I got that right, Gary? You sure do. And I really, I'm indebted to Joe Rombolo because it's the kind of thing that I contemplate pretty frequently. But with Joe, and we were talking the other day, framing the interview in a sort of a general way, I got the strong impression from Joe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong anytime, Joe, but it seemed to me that this weighs heavily on you in terms of the ethical dimension, the presentation of self, particularly when one assumes the mantle of a spiritual leader. I do not. Suzanne does not. I've never heard you refer to yourself in that way, but you and I both know, Joe, plenty of folks who do and make a pretty decent living at it. There are questions to be asked in regard, and I'm glad that we're going to delve into that today. Absolutely. We're here. You can ask anything you want. If I don't, ha if I don't have an answer, I'll tell you I don't know. <laughs> you know, spirituality uh, is a big part of most people's lives. And for some people, that involves a religious tradition. And for others, that involves a more personal spiritual practice. Do you get up and write down your dreams? Do you get up and pray? You know, what do you do last thing before you go to sleep at night? But in talking with Gary about this topic, I said, in a way, we're kind of limiting it if we're trying to put it in a little box called religion and spirituality, because I said, it applies to every organization that we have ever been in. And it, it seems like when somebody is a founder of a new idea, then they say, here's my idea. This is what worked for me. My life changed. And it was because of this particular thing. From there, there doesn't seem like there's a lot of wiggle room. And that's to me, where all the rules and regulations come in, whether it's spiritual or not spiritual, all of a sudden, there's a lot of rules and regulations. So what do you think about that as applied to a, a religious spiritual life? Well, you know, let's go back, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, back to the, even even before the MySpace days, remember MySpace? MySpace. Vaguely. Vaguely, yeah, but even even back then, you know, when you were when you when people were were uh, putting their profiles together, uh, the question was always, you know, what are your religious beliefs and that sort of thing. And people, people, the, the popular thing was, I'm spiritual, not religious. 
Yes. They were very Remember that? They were very adamant about that. I'm spiritual, but not religious, uh, uh, which, which you know, uh, it, it seemed like uh, to be religious was a bad thing. But being spiritual, that's that was the cool new thing. You know, I guess that was the new agey thing, being spiritual. And the thing that I found interesting, having been then um, involved in some of these spiritual metaphysical type groups uh, and actually having worked with some of the internationally known channelers out there, uh, they were all saying this whole spiritual, not religious uh, you know, we're all headed in the same direction, you know, uh, different flavors of the same truth and all of that. When somewhere in the background, everybody, each one of these people, they were saying, pick me, pick me. And they actually, whether they consciously or unconsciously did it, they, their, their groups uh, actually became religions. Okay. Complete yes. with yeah. Complete with complete with the religious dogma, uh, just the same as just the same as, you know, uh, the Catholic Church or Judaism or, or any any uh, any other formal religion out there that the same groups would then condemn. You know, they were becoming the same thing. They were becoming religions. And and after having, you know, uh through my uh, through my work with with the radio network that I was fortunate enough to have have created and and, and co-founded and everything, really got in behind the scenes of of all of these different all these different groups. And you know, after a while, it it really disappointed me because it seemed like they were saying one thing, but they were doing quite quite another. And basically, they were actually creating their own. Uh, for lack of a better word, they were creating their own churches, you know, but yet kind of speaking against the uh, the established the established religions and churches, you know. And one of the things that I that I actually discovered after, well, first of all, I, I became very disillusioned and very disappointed with with all of those groups because I, I really thought uh, they were they were actually better. Uh, I guess I guess I had expectations. You know, and when we have those kinds of expectations, you know, we set ourselves up for disappointment like that. But I, I really thought that they were actually better people. And uh, what I what I discovered was, well, first of all, they were all humans, you know, and so they, you know, tend to make mistakes and and do human things. Uh, the other thing is, is that I actually became uh, not only more tolerant of, but more accepting of people's individual beliefs you know you, and you know joe you were the first person that i ever heard talk about your truth mm -hmm. when we had you on years ago you would come on and say well this is my truth i don't expect it to be um you know your truth this is my truth and it took me several visits to really get what you were saying, there is no independent truth from any of the people that are observing the truth. And, and so it is a very personal thing. And that's why you can have several people all observing the same incident and have variations of what it is that they saw because there is no capital T truth 
that exists outside of our looking at it and describing it. And we all describe our own truth based on our own filters. It reminds me of the Japanese classic film, Rashomon. Right. Right. Uh, interesting you said you thought they they might be better people. And, and that kind of caught my ear for a very particular reason. Why did you think those people might be better? Well, because they were talking about how spiritual they were. Uh, there's the red flag right there you know well of course you know you 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 after after being involved for a while you know you 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 recognize that as a red flag you know but they talk about how spiritual they are and and so i thought well you know you could these people are to be trusted these are people of integrity um you know so you can you can kind of roll with that uh and what i discovered was you know i mean Gee, uh, being involved with, with with one of those groups, being involved with one of those groups, um, um, I, I discovered that they were actually operating this this organization like it was General Motors or Coca Cola. They were operating it like it was a major corporation. Now that is interesting too, Joe, because spirituality, at least from my point of view, is not an event, though there are events. It is a process, mm -hmm. but when the process becomes the product, now you're talking about being part and parcel of a consumer culture. And we are a capitalist society. Glad to know that. I believe in a well-regulated capitalism. That's my economic system of choice. But my spirituality is deeply personal to me. I do not wish to see it commercialized. Is mm -hmm. that kind of where you are going? Absolutely. I mean, there was there was there was one group and they, they they would have their corporate meetings and they would talk about the fact that, you know, there's some they had so many followers and that most of them were just really cheap because they were only there for the free stuff, you know, and, and I checked this out. And, and, and the only people that bought stuff from them were the same 2000 people. Same 2000 people are always buying stuff. They're always buying courses. They were always buying CDs, you know, all these different things. They were attending courses. How would you like to have 2000 people buying all the stuff you had for sale? Would you complain? I, I wouldn't complain, but I probably, if you're that much into it and you're having some level of success, particularly a sustainable success with 2000 people as your market, your database, I think there's an almost overwhelming temptation to see if you can't turn 2000 into 4000. Well, sure. I mean, I, you know, I understand that, but you know, it's like, so you do whatever you need to, well, not you do whatever you need to do. You, you need to, you do whatever you need to do ethically to, you know, increase, increase your, your sales, you know, but I mean, to complain about people that are, you're offering free stuff. And then you're complaining about the people that come and take the free stuff. You know, who knows after, after enough, after enough free stuff, um, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll turn into, uh, maybe they'll purchase something, you know, I mean, who knows, but, but like I said, to complain about these things, to complain about these things, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just, I couldn't understand it. I mean, I, after, like I said, after being behind the scenes like that and, and working with this, I, I just became very, very disillusioned with, uh, with, with, uh, 
the whole the whole operation. You know, Joe, I think that that happens whenever you go deep into any organization at all, religious or not religious, is when you're on the outside, you see more or less the good that is being provided and the benefit. And when you get inside, then you learn about the the uh, underbelly uh, of what's gone on. And I initially worked in banking. I worked in banking, real estate, and insurance in my life. And as I got deep into all of those areas, I could see the the business side of it, the manipulation side of it, the the dishonest side of it, because I knew more. And I think the same thing applies with a religion when you get more involved and then you find out about the the human side of it. I, I had, when talking to Gary, I was thinking about, well, what, what is the purpose here? Like, why are people getting together with these, these common areas and then maybe feeling like they're being boxed in or manipulated or trying to believe something they don't really believe? And I think that when we're looking at our spiritual lives, part of it is that we are trying to be better people. I need some skills so I can cope and be a better person than what I am today. In large part, I also think it's a matter of building community, building a a number of people who think the way I think, because there is strength in numbers and there's a lot of vulnerability. If I'm the only one that has a, a particular idea and nobody else believes what I believe, I think there's this strength in in numbers of, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of us that feel the same way. And so we're, we must be right. You know, it's really, it's really interesting as you're saying that uh, Suzanne, you know, it just brings back to mind the fact that, you know, it, it all ends up to me, it all ends up being different flavors of the same truth. Everybody's trying to get to the same place. The thing, and you know, and and all of these groups are talking about, you know, uh, community. They're talking about, you know, let's not create separation between people. Let's create community, togetherness, all those kinds of things. The unfortunate thing is, is with these groups, they are actually, uh, again, consciously or unconsciously creating separation because because uh, people will, I've, I've seen people talking, I've seen people at, at conferences where there were a number of different groups at the same conference, you know, and there were a number of these different groups that were represented, re- represented at the same conference, conference. And I actually heard people not saying these exact words, but what they were speaking was, my spirituality is better than your spirituality. You know, and I mean, I, I, I'd hear people saying, yeah, but this one said this and this one said that and this one is wrong and that one is right. And they were actually, instead of creating togetherness and community, they were actually creating separation, which is the complete opposite of, I think, what we're supposed to be doing. 
Have you ever noticed that? I've noticed it countless times, Joe. And I think about this a lot. When people become doctrinaire in their approach to anything in life, but today we're talking about spirituality and religious organizations. You know, if somebody tells you that your way is wrong or no, that won't work, and it's based primarily on their personal experiences or some guy they know, it's important to view it within the light of skepticism. I don't mean to be cynical there, but it's important to be an honest skeptic because if you adapt a spiritual practice of any kind or adopt a system of belief and your life isn't changing in observable ways, in ways that make you feel better for being alive, you may need to make a personal adjustment. Now, does that make you an individual or does that make you an apostate? Or to use the old Baptist term, are you a backslider because you've changed your belief in some way? There's a nuance that's entered into your thinking. I think it's important to respect individuality instead of expecting people in any kind of organization. And today, again, we're talking about the spiritual ones. If you're not getting with the program, you might do well to ask yourself if the program is really the best fit for you, or if there is some honest accommodation that can be made based on individual needs and aspirations. That would be the most elegant way I could put it. I don't believe in cookie cutter approaches to anything in life except cookies. <laughs> okay. No, I, I agree with that. I, I really do agree with that. Hey, if it's if it's not working for you, well, then you need to you need to just keep looking. Or, or maybe if it's if it's no longer working for you, maybe you have uh, maybe you're in the process of moving to a different stage or a different level. Um, you know, maybe you're ready for something. Maybe you're ready for something new. One of the things one of the things that I noticed and I mean, it uh, back at the time, you know, I, I used to really it used to upset me is that I would see, you know, the same people showing up for the same things time and time and time again. And the presentations would be pretty much the same every time. And they're there and they're like, oh, yeah, rah, rah, this is really great stuff and everything, you know. And then five years later, you have the same people attending the same the same presentations. And basically the, the words might be different, but the meaning behind them were the same old stuff over and over again. And the people are out there, rah, rah, you know, this is, this is my group. I'm, I'm part of the group called this, or I'm part of the group called that, whatever those names were. And, you know, it, it's, I'd look at it and go, gee, what, what are these folks doing? It's like, they're not, they're staying, they're stagnant. They're not moving forward. You know, my view of things. And of course, again, this is my truth. Uh, I think I thought we're, my truth says that we're supposed to be, uh, you know, moving through these things, moving on to what's next. And, you know, okay, so I've learned this. I think I've learned this. Now it's time for me to go on and, and, you know, learn something new and to keep moving forward and keep moving forward you know, and just to keep, keep moving. Like, of course, my dad used to always say, you know, you got to keep moving because it's hard to hit a moving target. Um, but, uh, but, you know, but you understand what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, um, okay, I've done this. Now I'm going to move on and it's time for me to do that and then move on to the next thing. 
instead of just staying in that same groove for years and years and years. And like I said, it used to kind of upset me a little bit. But then I just I arrived at the conclusion. It's like, you know, maybe these folks are exactly where they need to be. You know, maybe it's not time for them to move on. Maybe it's never going to be time for them to move on. Maybe they're supposed to be in this group. After all, I don't know. I don't know what their purpose is in this lifetime. I don't know what experience they wanted to have in this particular lifetime. Um, you know, so who am I to say, well, you shouldn't be here after five years. You should be over there. You should be in this next place. Um, and, and, and at that point, I went, okay, so all these people are exactly where they need to be. This is where they're supposed to be until they're not supposed to be here anymore. And then, they, then they'll move. They'll do something else. You know, you, I know. Almost, <clears throat> go ahead. I was just going to say, I know that my truth has changed. Yeah. You know, my truth today is different than it was a year ago, different than it was 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, Gary know. and I were having this exact conversation in preparation for talking to you today is that um, there are, people are on their own paths. And so when you say, why are they in this groove? Why are they still doing the same thing five years later? In part, you know, it may be the safety and the knowing of of what it is that you know and not getting challenged on that. So there's like, you know, safety in numbers. But it also may be that that is their path, as you said. And I was thinking earlier when you were talking, uh, and I love the fact that you use this because I get to pick on you twice, these better people that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, at the time that you were doing the radio show and you had a lot of channelers on and you had a lot of gurus on your radio show, they said something that 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 reached you in a deep place. And you said, oh, yes, I, I hadn't thought about that before. I really like that. I, I understand that. And and one of the problems that that I've had over the years is making sure I'm not confusing the messenger with the message mm -hmm. because I have gotten divine messages from very flawed individuals. They have one thing that I need to hear. They have something to communicate, which is I'm in the right place at the right time and I hear it. But to to hold a messenger in high esteem, I think, is where the, the kind of mistake comes in, because when you find out they have feet of clay, they're only human, they're flawed, they make mistakes, they do bad things, then all of a sudden you question the whole message. You're, you're right about that, you know, and that that is one of the things one of the things that I did learn. And that is that, you know, that messenger can be extremely flawed. But what that messenger speaks can could be great information for some people, could be great information for a lot of people. They may they may be fraudulent and phony. And and just know what the what the information is 
that needs to be put out there to make them look good. And that information just could be the information that a person needs to hear. Does that make sense? It Yes, it makes okay. absolute sense to me because you don't know where the information is going to come from that is going to be exactly what you need for your own soul's growth. Is it going to be in a song? Is it going to be on a billboard in the street? Is it going to be in a church? Is it going to be something you hear and see on television? You know, you don't know from where it is emerging, you know, a good book, but you will, you will hear or see or read something and you're going to say, Oh, yes, yes. So the messages are always good, but I think that we make the mistake in now worshiping the messenger. That that's, that's true story. It, it really, it really is. I mean, I know some people or I've experienced some people who, I mean, on their own, on their own, they, they're, they're not practicing what they're, what they're speaking, you know, but they're always there to coach somebody. They're always there to coach somebody for whatever reason, whether it's for their own gratification, you know, um, you know, whether they want these people to think that they're, I don't know, some, some guru or whatever it is, they've read a lot of books. They know exactly what to say in, in any situation, you know, and at first I thought, this is, this is not, this is wrong. This is, I mean, this person is not doing, they're, they're not practicing what they're preaching, you know, but what I finally discovered was, you know, when I just kind of backed off of, of, of that, uh, what I discovered was, okay, so the person might be a fraud. But what that person is saying to this other person at this time is exactly what that person needs to hear. You know, and it, it's, it's helping that person to move his own life forward, whatever that message is. And so I came to the conclusion, what difference does it make what that person who is speaking, what their come from is? They may, they may be, uh, the come from might be, I'm doing this because I want the adoration, you know, from this other person. I want these other people to think that I'm really something special, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm speaking all these different quotes and all these different things. But the fact is, they really are helping people, whether yes. they realize it or not. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well said. Thank you. We are at the bottom of the hour. We're going to take our break now. This is Manson Mitchell. Joe Rambolo is our honored guest of the hour. And we're talking about the be here now and the see through now of spiritual movements of various kinds. I think anybody who tunes into this broadcast, even only occasionally, has some idea of what that experience is like and what it can mean to them personally. It's not for the faint of heart this business and sometimes it is the business of spirituality if you're on the path good for you and if you need to take a, a u-turn i heard that god allows those and sometimes when you make the u-turn god's doing the driving <laughs> stick with us we'll be gone a couple of minutes more with joe rombolo when we come back right here on am 1150 in seattle Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures 
detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Joe Rabolo for another round of metaphysical Q&A with an emphasis on the essential question, who do you choose to follow? On Saturday, Reverend Bonnie Barnard shares fascinating stories of successful women who made great contributions to humanity and the process for awakening your inner genius. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Joe Rombolo. And this is Joe Rombolo's 19th appearance on our show. I looked that up on the break, and we are very happy to have him with us today. His first appearance was in October of 2009. So we've been on air 16 plus years, going on 17, and Joe has been with us a lot of that time. He's about to join the 20 Win Club. Here. And, and it, it's go. talking about subjects like this, which are of interest to people you know, their spiritual lives, you have your work life, you have your family life, your home life, your personal life, and you have your spiritual life, your connection with life itself, with the source of all being, whatever it is that you may call that. And these are conversations that we have had with Joe Rombolo over the years. Joe, uh, I, now I understand now you are a licensed Medicare insurance broker. And so perhaps people want to inquire of you about what that's about, but if they would like to be in touch with you for any reason, either spiritual or uh, Medicare wise, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, one way would be my telephone number, which is 314-753-0792. So that's my, that's my direct telephone number. And you can reach me, uh, you know, all the time. Don't call me at three o'clock in the morning. I won't answer. But um, yeah, uh, I'm available to answer all questions, Medicare. 
Um, I'm licensed in quite a few states uh, across the country, of course, uh, Missouri, Illinois, and then Nebraska, Iowa, Louisiana, uh, Tennessee, Minnesota, Mississippi, and the state of Florida. There you go. And I uh, love that. <laughs> yeah. I like um, to do a commercial for Joe Rombolo. I'm a paid spokesperson. Joe Rombolo practices in quite a few states. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and is there an email or any other way besides giving you a call? Yes, Joe Rombolo at gmail.com. Last name is R U M B O L O. And if you forget how to spell it, go to Manson Mitchell's website and look me up on there because they spelled my name correctly. Yay. There you go. After 19 visits, I hope I spell your name <laughs> yeah. correctly. And looking forward to number 20. Yep. Joe, I, I mentioned at the very start of the broadcast about, you know, you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and I just sort of mentioned it casually. But I do have a point, and I'll bring it up now. And that is the power of the unexpected and the underestimated. In 2006, the St. Louis Cardinals won the World Series. They defeated the Detroit Tigers four games to one. All right, so what? What does that have to do with the spirituality, religious business? Nothing except this. The St. Louis Cardinals that year, if my memory serves, won 83 games. I think it was 83, barely over 500, just over breaking even in the regular season. Then they, go, they make it to the World Series, and they win four games to one. They take the World Series championship. Unexpected, that is life. And so much of sports becomes a metaphor of life. If you're barely breaking even, and then something breaks just right for you because you hold the right intention, or you get some sort of divine inspiration, if not intervention, your life can turn on a dime and good fortune will smile on you in very unexpected ways. What lesson do I draw from that, Joe? Never give up on yourself. If you're not getting it from one place or one person or one movement or one tradition, you may just find it someplace else if you retain an open mind. Well, you know, that's, that, that's really true. That's really true. You know, now I'm not sure whether it was 2006 or 2011. <laughs> about that 83 wins did you look did you look that one up that's the one detail i omitted in my search but they okay. there was but it's a, a good story nonetheless well they yeah that's right. <laughs> and i practice it in quite a few states actually <laughs> yeah. but the idea is that you know it, it, you want a bigger example from baseball the 1969 mets i rest my case there you go there you go. That's for, that's for sure. No, but it, it really it really is a good point. It really it it it's it's a it's it's a great point actually. Um, to just you know don't give up. Just keep moving forward. Just keep just keep moving forward. I, I like that. I, I like Gary's using two words: inspiration or intervention. When we were talking before the break about you know not. Uh, conflating your message and your messenger uh, when the message is inspirational or when the messenger uh, has an intervention on your behalf these are ways to kind of correct into uh, the kind of life that you would like to have I mean you we want to be inspired by the people that you're hanging out with and when you're in a group, especially a religious or spiritual group, 
You want that inspiration and sometimes you need the intervention to get you on the path that you want to be on. I agree with that, you know, and the thing about it is, like I said, you know, there was a time when I looked at all these different groups and I'd see the same people and everything, you know, and at the same time, you know, then you have you have people, uh, you know, who are participating, participating in the traditional religions, you know, um, you know, the uh, the Catholics who are, I, of course, I was raised Catholic, but, you know, the folks that, you know, they go to mass every Saturday at five o'clock so that they don't have to get up on Sunday. And then there's the folks that do go to, to mass on Sunday and everything. And I, I would look at that and I'd say, so um, why is that easier to believe than some of the, some of the spiritual in quotes, truths and all of that? The fact of the matter is it really doesn't matter. It's, it's like, if you're going to mass every Sunday or every Saturday at five o'clock, or if you're going to the synagogue on Saturday or wherever you happen to be going, to, to get your spiritual food. If you're getting something out of it and if it's working for you, great. It doesn't really, it really doesn't matter. If it's causing you to, to, you know, be a better person, to move forward in your life, then, you know, great. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it until you find something else that works better for you. Um, it really, it really doesn't matter. There's no criticism from me. Well, the only criticism that comes up for me is something like the Crusades or something like uh, terrorism when it yeah. comes to if you don't believe the way I believe, then you just need to uh, be killed. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean you're, we're talking about living a better life, but a better life for yourself. Don't think that you know what's best for somebody else. And if you don't believe the way I believe, there really is something wrong with you. I mean, that's where the religion and spirituality can take a very dark turn when people are not accepting of the way that other people believe or think. There are many flavors of religion. There are many flavors of spirituality. And why is yours the right way and somebody else's is not? This is where... You know, you were saying that these new groups come up and then they're doing the same thing the old groups were doing. Divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's the truth, you know. And to tell you the truth, I really haven't kept a finger on the pulse of those things, uh, you know, more recently. Every once in a while, I'll just kind of peek in and, and, and kind of see what's going on with some of these groups and see if anything has really changed. And my, I noticed that it hasn't, and you know they're they're actually doing and saying the same kinds of things uh, with the uh, uh, with the betterment of technology. They may be doing more things, uh, you know, on the internet than they were doing, in, you know, in person and those kinds of things. But pretty much they're speaking the same, the same kinds of things, and uh, really haven't changed uh, much. One of the things that I that I did want to mention was the fact that, you know, back in those days when, when I, I did have all the communication with these people that were channeling, you know, they would always say uh, whatever the energy was that they were channeling or the archangel that they were channeling or whomever it was, they'd always say, well, my, my energy says my, my group says blah, 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 blah. And then they also say this and that. And my question always was, 
yeah, but I understand that. But, but what do you have to say? What are you saying? And, and what I noticed was a lot of times they were hiding behind whoever or whatever that energy was that they were that they were channeling, first of all. And the second thing is they would all preach the same thing. Well, you know, channeling, it's just it's only you t- talking to you anyway. You know, and I yeah. believe I believe that, you know, it's me talking to me. It's you talking to you, you talking to you. But the fact is, is that even though they would speak that. They would then hide behind the energy that they were channeling. That's and the dodge. See, right. that's exactly. where the uh, that's where the element of dishonesty comes in to contaminate the whole process. And I see I've actually been up close and personal and seen that play out to the shame of the person who actually questioned the channeler. And I thought, oh, this is dirty business, because if you're going to channel something and yet you refuse to take responsibility from the words that come from your mouth, you are not practicing honestly. I don't care who you are. I agree totally with that. That and, and you know, I mean, I've I've seen that. I've seen that a number of times. You know, and that that was all part of, I guess, like I said, that was all part of my disappointment, my disillusionment and and that sort of thing. And and uh, one of the reasons why I started to step away from that in particular. And, you know, not only not only did I that I experienced that just with the 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 channelers, but even in the the realm of the uh, personal growth and development uh, courses, those kinds of things that were, they, the way they showed up, they showed up less spiritual, less metaphysical, but, you know, more in that uh, human empowerment arena, you know, and, and I saw that same thing happening there too. And it's like, God, are, are any of these guys, any of these guys honest or any of these people in, in integrity? I don't know. And maybe that was just my judgment. You know what, Joe, you, I, I agree with you. And that was just your judgment. Again, Gary and I had this conversation this morning and we were talking about people outside of spirituality in groups and organizations. And again, it just comes back to, do they have something worthwhile to say and and what we were saying that we wanted to talk about on today's show was who do you choose to follow now that who do you choose to follow applies in your spiritual life it also applies to your life that is outside of spirituality because as you said you can turn anything into a religion i've been a part of many different organizations and you you know, why, why that organization? What did I learn from that? I learned good things from every place I've been. But it oftentimes, the people who were running it were doing so in a way that I could not agree with. And once I learned that, it was time to move on. So I wanted to ask you about what what do you recommend when people are making a choice to follow a religion or a, a course of spirituality that involves other people what what do you recommend when they come across the same kind of thing that you came across 
when you said, uh, I can't tolerate this anymore. It's, it's not, it's not in integrity. Well, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, because, because what I did can't... you do? Well, I mean, this was just kind of like my process. I kind of like just felt my way through it. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, when, when I started to discover these things, you know, I kind of felt like I was in, I was in this dark room and I, I was trying to find my way out of it. How do I get out of this? You know, um, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I don't like the energy. And I just had to start, I just had to start moving so that I could work my way out of this dark, this, this dark place. And, you know, I, I, I guess I finally came to the conclusion that maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was looking at things. I, like I said, I had expectations. Maybe I had to just drop the expectations, just accept the fact that, you know, people are people, they're doing whatever they're doing. And it's, it's up to me to just work my step out of it and just do what I'm going to do and just follow, follow me, follow myself, you know? Um, and, and, uh, uh, I guess that's, I guess that's what I did. And just accept the fact that, you know, my truth changes, my truth changes. And, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, I remember when I was, you know, when I was a kid in grade school, like I said, I went to mass every Sunday and I thought, okay, that's the way. And as I got older and progressed and learned things, I just moved into a different place, into a different place and into a different place. And here, here I am today. And I, I do believe today that, you know, I accept a whole lot more than I did before. I mean, me too. you yes. know, I accept yeah. where, where people are and I don't expect them to change. And, you know, if they do, if they happen to move more in my direction, that's fine. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong or they're right or wrong. It's just, they've entered the next stage. And this is, uh, you know, and that's that's the way I feel. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, I remember um, and I'll, I'll make this really quick. I remember, you know, back in the days when I was on the road with my band and playing music, the music and the band that was, you know, I mean, that was everything in the world to me. And, you know, I went through that. I did that. I experienced it. I experienced the tours with Chicago and the Moody Blues and 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 all those different things. You know, and it's like, wow, I'm really glad that I had those experiences and everything. And now I'm on to something else, you know, and anybody that wants to continue to have that particular experience, well, God bless them. They can continue to have it. And I've moved on to I've moved on to something else that I actually really enjoy doing. So and knowing you as I do, Joe. What you are doing not only is intrinsically valuable to you, but you provide a service. You serve humanity in some way. And that, to me, is the better part of virtue and valor in an undertaking is that people can not only draw inspiration, which is fine, but maybe practical benefit as well in order to improve the quality of their own lives. And, you know, it's really interesting when I was involved, even, you know, when I was doing radio and all, and all those different things and, and, you know, involved with all these different channelers and groups and everything, sometimes, sometimes I actually looked and I, I envied some of the people 
that would that would come to some of these these different conferences and everything and uh they could actually they could actually live their own spirituality and participate however they wanted to participate and i you know i often wonder what would it be like if i was doing if i was doing something else you know in order to pay the bills and uh and would just you know come to these meetings occasionally and you know just participate in my own spirituality rather than rather than you know being the guy on the radio or anything like that you, does that make sense this is our next interview with you <laughs> we're teasing Practicing already your own spirituality i okay. love that joe and it's like crafting a religion yeah and then if others agree with you fine but if it's a program of prayer reflection meditation and self-study nothing at all wrong with that yeah mm -hmm. Well, Absolutely. Joe Rivola, we're just yes. The last thought, sir. Go ahead. No, no, I I, I agree with what what you just said. Ab absolutely, Joe. We look forward to your twentieth visit to Manson Mitchell, and we will carry on this conversation because it, it seems to be the kind of thing that lends itself to a continuing dialogue. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and it's just great to hear you every time you come on because you are. You're living the dream. You're married to a wonderful lady. Yep. You're doing life right. And it shines through the things that you say and do. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you both. And I appreciate you. And you have a great weekend. All right. So, Mr. Mance, what's going on on Trip Talk today at one o'clock? We're going to have a glorious rerun with my pal, Erica Nelson, talking about some of her favorite places that she has visited and replicated in her rolling tour in her rolling tour she's okay. an amazing artist so uh, that will be a lot of fun we hope that all of you have a great weekend do what's important to you do what is beneficial to you and one of those things may be coming right up as we approach the top of the hour mystic radio with our pal robin alexis she is someone who is very very well traveled on the spiritual path she takes that joyously seriously but joyously at the same time and we know that you will love listening to her it's good to have her on fridays here on kknw have a great weekend everyone we'll be back here tomorrow 10 a.m pacific on am 1150 your source of all things metaphysical talk in seattle